MLM Nation, episode 42. So it's it's not a matter of simply wanting it bad enough, uh, which is what a lot of people think. You can't rely on your motivation, your emotions. It's, it's something you do when you feel like it and when you don't, when people are watching and when they're not, when you seem to be on top of the world and it feels like you're failing. Uh, success isn't a life event or a destination. It's this ongoing, relentless pursuit. And you wake up and you light up that fire within you on your own because you're laser focused and you're on that ongoing pursuit of your goal. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm really excited to bring a special guest today, Nicole Wong. Nicole, are you ready to make it happen? I am. Nicole Wong has over 11 years of network marketing experience. Prior to starting her MLM business, Nicole was self-employed and was a health and fitness trainer. She got involved in network marketing and soon was able to reach a six-figure income while doing the business part-time. Nicole is originally from Hawaii and currently lives in Seattle, Washington. And one of the things that she enjoyed the most about MLM is being able to launch new markets and travel to countries around the world. So, Nicole, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, as we were actually just starting to talk about, I actually grew up in a network marketing home. And um, it's funny because, you know, most people have hesitations towards the industry because usually they know someone who, quote-unquote, tried it and it didn't, quote-unquote, work. And I had the opposite experience. Um, My dad got involved in a company when I was very young, and he actually did really quite well. Um, My best friend's mom was one of the top reps in a direct sales company, and their car and um, their furniture, literally everything in their house was earned from that company. And then uh, Hans and Danny Johnson were close family friends of ours, and so, of course, I saw her success story um, up close and personal. And so... I was really raised valuing the promise of time freedom and money freedom that network marketing offers, and I had this you know, innate belief in the profession. Um, in fact, I never even looked at it as, as something unconventional. Um, it was just a way to work for yourself and build freedom and wealth. Um, so when I got approached with my first opportunity, I think I was uh, about 19 years old, and I didn't even think much of it um, or even realize that it was an MLM company. I just got excited, and it was when I called my dad to tell him about it and he said oh yeah I was thinking about joining that you should sign up under me that's when I realized that I was doing one of those things uh, but at the time I was just I was babysitting and I was trying to get into personal training and I was only earning seven hundred fifty dollars a month as a babysitter slash college student and so my goal was really only to make a thousand dollars a month but my first week in network marketing I made seven hundred and fifty dollars Wow. Yeah, and so um, I, I pretty much thought I had died and come back as Donald Trump, and I was hooked for life at that point. Um, but, I, you know, kind of the problem was I reached the mid-level leadership rank in that company very quickly, uh, within two or three months, and then I just got stuck there. So I had this, you know, upfront success, and it was just like, wow, this is so simple, it's so easy. Uh, I thought it was just going to happen from there, and I think that's why it's actually the most dangerous place to be and to stay in your business is where you reach that first 
moderate success because it's so easy to get comfortable and you can get sucked into maintenance and management mode, um, even just kind of sold on your own story once you have that little bit of little bit of success. And uh, you know, there you just start going through the motions and you're investing time and energy, but you stop actually growing and gaining momentum. And so that's where I hit kind of early on and then I felt like I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing. I was always plugged in and showing up. I was going to one to three meetings every week. I never missed a regional event, a conference call, a convention. Uh, but for eight years, I never made more than $1,500 a month. And in fact, actually, I found myself at the end of this journey at a new low point where I'd lost my health. I, I found myself actually backwards, $25,000 in debt. I was spending my last dime that I didn't even have to get to one more convention. Um, but at that convention, someone gave me, uh, well, someone gave a very simple illustration on stage of success being like a vending machine and just having to pay the price to release the prize. And it really it just stuck with me. And so from that point, I couldn't quit because I knew that I hadn't paid the price. I just, you know, that was the only answer. I hadn't done everything I needed to do to win. And, um, so I just had to pay the price. And so um, I I kind of, you know, I, I got really frustrated, um, but I stuck with it. And I think I came to kind of a breakthrough moment, I guess an aha moment, as you call it, when I was sharing this, my story, how I had had this kind of immediate success, and then I was just stuck, and I was just failing and flailing and failing and flailing for years and years, and telling someone that I really looked up to in the industry and the profession um, you know, how I was so great and, you know, now, and, you know, obviously I sucked <laughs> and he, he looked at me and he just said, so what you're saying is what you were doing worked so well that you stopped doing it. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, that's when I realized that it just, it takes the same thing to reach the first step of success as it does to make the next steps of success and the last step. And so, what to do doesn't change, but I had changed how to do it. You know, I had changed the percentage of my focus on the things that worked, and I had become this professional personal development junkie. I was reading all the books, listening to all the tapes, going to all the seminars. I was a professional meeting goer, and yet I had not become a professional network marketer. And a network marketer builds networks. In the beginning, I was talking to two people a day, showing them third-party tool, introducing them to the business, and then all of a sudden, I got a team, I made some money, and next thing you knew, I was going to events without guests, I was showing up to conventions without a team, I was on conference calls without promoting them. Um, I wasn't building a network, I was just building me. And that was great, I was getting a million-dollar education, I just wasn't making a million dollars. And um, so now I finally knew why, and by the time I realized this, that company had crumbled, um, but when the next opportunity came my way, you know, then I had the secret and I, I knew what to do. Um, I didn't, you know, there was kind of a period in between where then I took everything I had learned uh, in network marketing and I applied it to traditional business and had a lot of success there. But I found myself, you know, really passionate, um, making good money per hour, but doing it six days a week from five in the morning to nine, nine thirty at night, you know, again, physically exhausted. Um, <laughs> you know, thinking, looking for that dream again, uh, having, having the time freedom, the money freedom, having the life that I believe we're all destined to have. And so, um, when, when the door opened for me to get involved in network marketing again, um, I realized that you just, 
at that time, I knew you have to put your head down and you just have to never stop starting. You've got to treat every day like it's your first day in the business for at least two years. And that's what I did this time around. And it's really changed everything. So, Nicole, you talked a little bit about the secret once you discovered the secret. Can you elaborate a little bit about what that meant? You know, the secret of basically just changing the ratio of the activity, you know. So, for example, I think a lot of us uh, that that reach that moderate level of success where you feel like you're doing everything you need to do and you're like, man, everyone tells me follow the system. Everyone tells me show up to events. Everyone tells me, um, you know, to plug in, right? I was doing all of those things, but it was the huge shift was the way that I was doing them, right? So like, for example, going to events, uh, going from event to event, but not building from event to event. So showing mm. up at every event with just me there, um, with not more people than I had at the event before, or coming to, you know, an opportunity meeting without a prospect to show the opportunity to, um, or, you know, the, the percentage of time that I was spending on the right on the right activity. So even though I was doing the right activity, I was probably spending 50% of my time on personal development, on, on me building activities, instead of on business building, money making activities, uh, which is basically talking to people who aren't in the business uh, about the opportunity, about the product. And so really, 50% of your time needs to be spent on constantly bringing in, you know, filling your pipeline, talking to people who, who aren't in. And what happens when you get into management mode is you're talking to people who are already in the deal. And you're getting on conference calls and you're learning, you're developing a skill set, but you're not applying it. And you're not promoting it, you're not building a team, you're not building people. Um, you're just building you. That's what I got trapped in. And so the, the second time around, it was just this paradigm shift of doing the same activities, um, but spending more time on on the high payoff activities and less time on the me building activities. And you know, everyone's got to go through that point. I, I don't, I don't um, regret it. I think that I wouldn't have been prepared or, or ready for the next opportunity had I not invested all that time in the personal development. But like I said, it was you know million dollar education, just not million dollars in the bank. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that because I think. That happens to a lot of people, when, especially those who have uh, early success, success pretty quickly because mm-hmm. they think they, because it's like the ego, right? You also think you know it all because you had the success. And then it's so easy to fall into management mode. Like I said, I mean, I've seen so many leaders, they do start making some money, could be a couple hundred to a thousand, even up to like two thousand, three thousand a month. And then they forget, they just stop doing what got them there and they just become in management mode. They start looking. Uh, man, you know, managing downlines, doing trainings, attending conventions, but not bringing new people, or they, uh, or they actually look into systems, online systems, try to reinvent a new manual, but they stop mm-hmm. doing, like you said, networking, and then they're stuck there for the longest time. And I'm so glad to hear like how you realized that and found out what was you you stopped doing, what got you there. And, yeah. I think, and this business is so simple. You just keep doing. It. It's just like you said, keep networking, keep sharing. Keep bringing people, keep promoting the events, and not get into that self-development trap too. Especially a lot of leaders, they love to read, right? And reading is a lot easier for many people than going out there to meet people. And so it's very, <laughs> right? It's yeah. much more comfortable to sit at home and read a great book, very inspiring book, and go out to actually talk to people. But um, it's like yeah, getting that it's, balance. It's so true what you said. It's always a big temptation to think that there's going to be, you know, the next big snazzy way. You know, that that once you reach a certain level that you start to do, you know, something more 
cool or you know that that it changes and um and it's really not and I I fell into that trap too of the idea of the wheat club you know every every time somebody had a new approach or a new strategy or new system I was changing my whole direction and my whole means of operation for you know about two years I did that and I I think that's probably where I lost the most momentum was you know constantly shifting the fork in the road every every two weeks yeah. So, what made you go back to do network marketing? Because a lot of people go say, "Oh, this is you know, I quit. I could do my personal training. I could make more money. It's too frustrating." What would, what was the self talk? Because I'm sure there's a lot of negativity, right? Like you had ended up being just as bad as you were before you started. What was the self talk <laughs> that got you to say, "Hey, I'm going to give this another shot. I'm going to do it again, but I'm going to do it right." Um. Well, I guess when uh, you know, I, I definitely I got excited about the timing that was in front of me. And I had seen, like I said, several people in my life have success. And I knew that a big part of that was really timing. You know, Mm. it's kind of one preparation meets timing, that's opportunity. And I didn't want to miss it this time. I was like, this time, I know what to do. I know that, you know, you put your head down, you never stop starting, you treat it every day like it's your first day in the business. And, um, you know, coming in, I guess, with a new a new mindset and a new a new philosophy than I had before. But you know, I was I was burnt out, and I was I thought, okay, I had reached kind of the pinnacle of my career, a level that you know most trainers probably are income that a lot of trainers don't reach. Uh, it's a kind of a difficult, very competitive industry. But uh, really, I had uh, gotten to a point where I had severe adrenal fatigue. I, I couldn't even make it through the day three or four hours without taking a nap. I was on prescription steroids. I was um, I, I was really sick. I had a condition called Graves' disease, and uh, and then I um, I got pneumonia. And because of the adrenal fatigue, my body couldn't fight it. I was um, quarantined from the gym because it's wow. public health code. And I learned it took about three months to go bankrupt. And that was, you know, it was super scary. I mean, not only had I spent everything, but I had, you know, just, just living, but I had spent the money, you know, people would prepay for a package of sessions. And so I had spent the money from the sessions that they had bought, but I hadn't worked off the session. So even when I was well enough to go back to work, I was way in the hole um, because, you know, now I had to service these sessions basically for free. And it was just it kind of shook me. It was eye opening. And I thought, man, I am the only one who's responsible for my income. And, you know, what, what would happen if, you know, you get hit by a car or anything and, and it's not even having a plan B. I mean, this is the reality that most people live in and you see people, um, you know, on, on the streets and all kinds of circumstances. And sometimes it was just a life turn of events like that. And they, they just, they didn't have, you know, an opportunity. And here I had an opportunity in front of me in my hands. And I thought I'm never going to be in that position again. And, you know, it was a, a, a fear can be a powerful thing. I was afraid of ever going back to that place. And, you know, being the only one who, who if I don't show up, n- no money comes in the bank and not having any control of that. And, you know, it's not just when we say time freedom and money freedom, it's not just like running around on a yacht and traveling the world and, you know, doing these luxurious things. It's really about, you know, um, living and not surviving. And it's a horrible thing when you're sick to be standing there and forcing yourself just to keep just to keep food on the table and a roof over your head. I mean, that's not living, that's surviving. And I think that's the the beautiful thing about this industry is it just it gives you an opportunity to 
you know, build, um, to build something like that, that truly gives you leverage and freedom. And it's pretty amazing. So when you started again, restarted, you were able to build six figure income doing while you were part time as a trainer. Yes. Um, And I I didn't have a choice because like I said, I actually had thousands of dollars of sessions to work off. So actually, there was a point where the only money I was actually earning was from, from the network marketing because the, uh, the money I was taking in, um, you know, I wasn't taking any money in. I was actually having to work off all these sessions for free that I couldn't work while I was sick for those three months. I see. Oh, to people. So um, I had a big, a big push and I was so um, deficit actually to start the business that when um, they showed me the opportunity, you know, I had nothing left. And so when I would collect sessions, I would have to take uh, tax money uh, for the government. And that went in a separate account. And that was the only money I had. And so I actually spent everything in my tax account uh, to start the business. And the IRS was obviously expecting that money in a few months in January. And so every day I got home and I saw this, you know, $2,000 of product sitting on my front step. And I thought, guess I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other choice. Yeah. Wow. So, so now that you've had so, you know, amazing success in three years, um, what would be your proudest moment in network marketing? Well, you know, at, at that kind of the, the end point of, or that bottom point of these years and years of not making it. And, you know, you almost start to feel, I don't even know if, if it's pity from people around you, but they, they watched me so fervently showing up and showing up. And uh, I had kind of, you know, reached that low point. And I actually wrote in my journal at that lowest point. And, you know, there I was at a, at a convention where I couldn't even afford my own room. I'm sleeping on you know, someone's floor was a stranger, someone I didn't even know. And I wrote out this entry page in my journal about, you know, how network marketing was going to be my vehicle and my struggles were going to be my story. And other people would believe that they could because I did. And I just painted this picture and this vision of how it could be and how it would be. And when I reached the 250K point in my business, it was just, it was a huge moment for me because I stood on stage and I read that that page of my journal, you know, back to everyone from that dark point where I didn't even have the money to go to the doctor for, for my condition. I was in debt. I had nothing but failed. And just going back to that place from the stage made it really sink in that the things that I had proclaimed and envisioned had come to pass because I didn't give up, um, because I didn't quit, and because I had, you know, really kind of called it back into existence when it was so far-fetched. Um, so that was a huge moment for me, but I would have to say one of the, you know, the proudest moments would be not just reaching that point, but then having three people from my open line team being recognized for reaching the six figure mark within 12 months as well. You know, people who were on food stamps, whose homes were in foreclosure, who you know had to even borrow the money from me to get started in the business. And it just, it really hit me that you can build something significant on your own, that you can do it, that if you believe in it, you know, if you you believe in yourself, you 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 claim it, you proclaim it, you paint that that vision, like you said, the secret um, that that is there for you, and you can create something significant. But creating something of significance takes contribution, and you can't do that alone. And it was just it was an overwhelming sense of I don't even know if you call it pride, but just um, a different kind of satisfaction that I, that I've never known. You know, watching, feeling that I was part of 
those people's stories and, and their path to success. You know, such an inspiring story, especially when you shared how three of your leaders earned six figures within 12 months, and one of them was on food stamps. And uh, ML Nation, this, you know, Nicole just shared some really super, super golden nuggets of info that I really want you to take home. Whether you're driving, you're listening to this, or you're working out, or you're walking, rewind and listen. And the two main points that Nicole, that this is a major lesson, so it's number one, she keeps a journal, right? She tracks her progress, and she visualize for success. And I love it. And I actually wrote this down in my notes, Nicole, like the words you said. It could be and it would be. You know, she saw herself being successful. Even when she was sleeping on the hotel floor in a stranger's room, she said it could be and it would be. And it's all about playing playing the mental movie in our minds, right? It's like the mm-hmm. mental images. You got and having the self image of yourself. Even though at the lowest point she saw herself become successful. And and so it's very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm just getting fired up just, you know, hearing that and talking about that because I love it. You know, it's, yeah. but success is about visualization, right? Having the self-image. And I think most people fail. And I was just, you know, talking to my assistant today and she wants to start her business. Like the reason why most people fail, they don't have a positive self-image. They don't think, right? And and part of success is you got to see where, you got to be the person you gotta, you're going to become. You got to see where your success. And even though it's so inspiring to hear that even when you're down in a dump and had no money, you knew you were going to be successful. So thank you for sharing that. I love it. <laughs> really good. Now, I got to ask you this because you brought this up. Uh, how did you, because you talked about Hans and Danny Johnson, and Danny Johnson was, you know, she started ML Nation, episode one. How did you and your, your family become friends with them? Because I thought that was such a, that's so cool. Can you share how you guys met and became family friends? My dad, um, so my dad was actually a martial arts instructor. And uh, when Hans was just a young guy, I mean, he was a teenager. I was was maybe a little kid. And um, he was just kind of into trouble and mischief, I guess. And so um, my dad just kind of became a father figure in his life and took him, um, you know, under his wing into his, his karate school and let him train there and just you know, through, through the martial arts, you know, kind of invested in him, you know, life principles and disciplines and became sort of a mentor. And then, you know, he met, he met Danny and, um, and my dad's actually in in ministry and they just, they became, you know, really close and they, they were actually in the same, um, MLM company. Uh, They built the same company and yeah, so it was, um, just, we've known them for a long time. That is so incredible. Because I only know Hans as like a very successful entrepreneur, helps run Danny Johnson's business. They're such an awesome couple, right? A godly couple. But yeah. I could never imagine it. I didn't know that he was, you know, getting himself into trouble. And your dad basically literally had to rip him in shape. That is such a story. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. They're both, they're amazing and just, um, you know, always. Um, heroes and inspiration to me and just such a loving people and um, yeah really fortunate and blessed definitely you know um, what did your dad say because your dad has had a lot of success during your struggles did he say anything to you or give advice or he just let you figure it out um no my dad is definitely <laughs> he's my me. he's he's been there and in fact you know it was you know he had a lot of success initially in this company but by the time I was, um, you know, with that company, there was, you know, kind of they had a flagship product that came up against some some things with the FDA, and then it really hurt the company, and my dad lost his whole downline, and then from there, kind of went from company to company. By the time I was 18 years old, I had probably watched 
six or seven companies go under, go, go bankrupt, um, you know, things like that. And so it kind of shook my belief a little bit um, in the in the profession, I guess. And I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll never do that because it's something that you build and you, you take this huge risk. And my, I remember asking my dad, like, dad, why do you keep doing these things? You know, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> and, and he said, um, you know, once you make a million dollars, you can lose the money, but nobody can take that from you. You know, it's kind of like once you get this taste of freedom, like no one can take from me what I've learned or what I've had a taste of. And he just had this unwavering conviction in the promise of this industry. And, um, you know, so I've definitely always gone to him for advice. And it was actually, you know, probably the one of the lowest points in my career where I had reached the highest point. I kind of reached the, this pinnacle in my network marketing career. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like out of the blue, I, I don't know, it was, it was like all of my key leaders decided together that they were going to go focus on something else and basically leave. And it was so scary. And, the, you know, the tempting thing was to go with them because I thought I, I can't do it by myself, you know, that I don't even know if I built this. And I just I wavered from when I was really questioning you know, can I do it again? You know, do you start over? Do I make it? And my dad, um, he was the one that was just, you know, really steadfast. And he was like, you know, um, a leader doesn't always make the right decisions, but a leader makes a decision and makes it right. And uh, he was one that. that he, yeah, he was the one that really encouraged me. He's like, people will come and go. You have to stay steadfast. And, you know, to to what you know is right, you know, to, you know, keep going, keep building. And so um, at that moment, I just I realized, you know, for one thing that people need you to take a stand as a leader. And, um, you know, sometimes that's not the the easiest thing. And um, and you're not always going to get to do the easiest thing. And I read a quote around that time that from or I was reading a book and John Maxwell, who I love, you know, he said, as your, as your responsibilities go up, your rights go down. And, um, I knew that I didn't have the right to worry about me because I had promised so many people a path to freedom. And I had, I realized that people join not because they're buying into your product or they're buying into your compensation plan or any of that. Ultimately, people are buying into you. And I learned the leader does you know, they, they simply need to take a stand at the front and they have to fight for what they believe in. And one of those things you believe in is you promise to believe in them. And so people need you to take a stand um, for what for them. Um, they need you to take a stand in them and in, in order for them to, to take a stand for you. And when I did that, you know, it actually turned everything around. Uh, it was amazing. I was, I was really grateful for that piece of advice um, and, you know, made me a stronger person for it, for sure. Wow. By the way, ML Nation, uh, Nicole, I'm going to ask you about your favorite quote in a second, but I just got, I think, one of my all-time top 10 favorite quotes from you, which is your advice that your dad gave you, is, which was, <laughs> leaders don't always make the right decisions, but leaders make decisions right. Yeah. I love that. ML Nation, that is a writer downer. I'm going to repeat that again. Leaders don't always make the right decisions, but leaders make decisions right. So, um Yo, thank your dad for that. That was a good one. Hey, you know, have him listen to ML Nation. He'll be, he'll be proud that your his little girl is on a podcast, like millions of people listening to this. And uh, thank him. Tell him I said Simon said thanks. Okay, that's a really <laughs> okay. good one. That's awesome. So, uh, 
what is one thing that excites you the most about network marketing right now? Um, you know, I think the thing that excites me is that um, you can't really lose. You know, a, a lot of people look at my track record and they say, well, you lost for almost a decade. You know, you didn't make it. You failed. And, you know, even before I made it in, in my current company, I told them if I had to do it all again, I would. Because this profession will change you and it will develop you if you let it. And just like Robert Kiyosaki said, this is the best business school. And I really believe that if you can do network marketing, that you can literally do anything because it just completely equips you. It equips you for success in life and relationships and business. And so that's why I tell people if I never made a dime, I would do all again because I gained a priceless education uh, skills and associations, and I don't know really where else in the world you could get that. I mean, it's it's literally an education that you can't buy with dollars, and um, that's the thing that I love about this industry and the profession. It's it's the relationships you build, it's the philosophies that you gain. It's not just uh, about the money. It's not just about um, you know the it's a mindset that really sets you free everything begins and starts in your mind and a lot of people just they don't have access to the kind of people that are going to sew into them and where do you just where do you go and find someone who is more invested in your success than you are and where do you go and find someone who you can where you can borrow their belief where you can just pick a mentor i mean you, you can't and this profession everything is built into um, network marketing where, you know, you've got leadership, you've got friendships, you've got um, a platform to develop you. And uh, I don't think that's available in traditional business and traditional school. And I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful for it. I'm excited for anyone to get started because no matter what, it, again, if, if you don't make a dime, it's going to change you if you dedicate yourself to it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Like the I think the biggest benefit that we're marketing uh, is not just, it's not the money. Actually, what makes it more exciting, number one, is the lives you touch. Like you said, the three of your leaders then went from nothing to you know hundred thousand six figures in a month, and then also uh, like you said, the skills. I mean, in my first two years, I learned more not just business skills, but like you said, life skills, right? Life skills in my previous years combined, in, in, in all my years as college and school, I never learned that much. And then the third thing is the network, like just connecting with people. I mean, I would never guess. I mean, I, I must, I must, you know, admit to this to everyone. I think you're super cool or cooler because you're from Hawaii, right? <laughs> because like I grew up in New York City, and like Hawaii is like the exotic place, right? It was like a whatever, sixteen hour, eighteen hour plane ride to get there, and I was like, I was like, I don't know anyone from Hawaii and stuff, so. We need to get more Hawaiian leaders on ML Nation. So I want to ask you, did you, were you like a beach girl? Did you grow up surfing and stuff? Or were you like, you grew up in the city in Hawaii? What was it like in Hawaii? I grew up on the Big Island, but it's actually smaller, um, you know, as far as how many people are there. Small. T it's a very small town. I was definitely an island girl. I mean, I was flip-flops or barefoot. I grew up dancing hula. I have surfed. Um, you know, it was very... Very simple life, small island, but big dreams. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, you're definitely you're extra coolness to you because you're from Hawaii. Oh, thank you. I've never uh, been cool in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? What is one of your favorite success quotes that has motivated you? And you can't use the one that your dad said because <laughs> that's one of my top 10 now. So what's one of your favorite success quotes? 
I love quotes, so I have so many, but the one that hangs on my wall and I wake up uh, and look at every morning says, desire is the key to motivation, but it's the determination and commitment to an unrelenting pursuit of our goal and commitment to excellence that will enable us to attain the success that we seek. And uh, I like it because it just reminds me that success and excellence, it's a constant commitment, uh, or as Aristotle said, it's a habit. You know, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. So it's it's not a matter of simply wanting it bad enough, uh, which is what a lot of people think. You can't rely on your motivation, your emotions. It's it's something you do when you feel like it and when you don't, when people are watching and when they're not, when you seem to be on top of the world and it feels like you're failing. Uh, success isn't a life event or a destination. It's this ongoing, relentless pursuit. And you wake up and you light up that fire within you on your own because you're laser focused and you're on that you know, ongoing pursuit of your goal. You know, speaking about habits, what's one habit that's helped you become successful, Nicole? Um, you know, I, for one, I would say it's it's always having this undying work ethic and, uh, you know, unquestionable work ethic, not, not being afraid to start over constantly, but also operating from a place of love and humility. I want to always be genuine, authentic, and have a teachable spirit because, Business, money, opportunity, that comes and goes, but relationships last a lifetime, and the lessons that you learn, the wisdom, the skill that you gain, no one can take that from you. Oh, I love that. God bless you. It's good. What's the best piece of advice you ever got? Be the upline you wish you had. <laughs> That's good. Be uh-huh. the upline you wish you had. That's another thing my dad told me. Don't ever look up. When you blame or you expect someone else to take the reins on your success, then you give away your power. And take personal ownership, take responsibility, and focus on what you can be and who you can be to the people you bring. Don't worry about what the people above you are doing. Mm. Uh, what's your favorite prospecting tool that you use? So, for example, if someone was interested in your company, do you use the newsletter? Do you do webinars, online videos? Do you meet face-to-face flip charts? What do you like to use? Um, well, you know, I actually I really believe in the series of exposures, and I think that from to take someone from a place of interest to decision that you need to move them through a process by actually introducing them to as many multiple third-party tools, including all of that, webinars, three-way calls, live presentations. Um, I personally always leave with a product because I think that's the cornerstone of, of any opportunity. But uh, I've also customized a strategy that I'm really excited about because it systematically takes a prospect through multiple exposures to third-party tools like a website, uh, videos, and that makes it very easily easily duplicated, and of course, you know, all of us in this profession, we know that duplication is the key, you know, to not be dependent on a lot of skill, knowledge, or personality um, to, uh, you know, to have success. You need a system that a lot of people can effortlessly replicate. So I think as um, I I do it all, I, I always always use a tool, but I the first tool I'm going to use is always going to be the product. Cool. What is um a favorite app or online resource, like maybe a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend to our listeners? Yeah, for a personal organization, I love Evernote uh, because I believe in you know having your, your focus 30, 30 people that you're constantly working with, but it's a 30 people is a lot to keep track of. So in Evernote, I have a notebook for each person. And so before I talk to them or when I'm talking to them, I can keep track of their goals, their why, who their prospects are that they're working on. 
uh, you know, all of that. Uh, otherwise, it was just all over the place. And I've also recently been utilizing Google a lot more, um, Google Hangouts to meet with team that are long distance. My team is really spread out all over the country and the world, and so it's a great way to connect and train uh, and now even use that in place of webinar platforms. And then the Google Hangout live broadcast, live broadcast is also really helpful. Very good. So you use Evernote as, instead of like a contacts, you use Evernote to sort your top 30 people. The top 30 people that are already in my team. In the business, right. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, I know you read a lot because you're talking about self-development before you just keep reading books and personal development. So what's one book you could recommend to MLM Nation? Someone recommended it to me when I first got started in the profession and to this day. It's still the number one book that I recommend. And that's Goals, How to Get Everything You Ever Wanted Faster Than You Ever Thought Possible by Brian Tracy. Um, my mantra, you know, even through personal training, is that people get what they want. The problem is most people are just actually not crystal clear on what it is they want. They think they are, um, but it's more a wish than it is a goal. And so your foundation, the glue that will keep you to your goals and um, you know, keep you sticking to it is always going to be your why having the greater vision, the purpose to drive you when you feel like giving up and quitting. And so you have to start with the right values, the philosophies. And I feel like that book is a powerful tool for helping you to gain that if you treat it not like a storybook but like a workbook and you actually take the time to do the exercises and answer the questions for yourself. It's amazing. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audio book uh, like Brian Tracy's for free at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Dot com. So, cool. Nicole, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Okay. Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar, where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So here are some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. 
so you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script why it's a six-figure close because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal, and I used that six-figure close, and he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This is three different days at four different times. So you can so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills that help me build a million-dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. So here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one, right? So you didn't know your dad. You didn't know anyone. You didn't have any friends. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What is the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? The first thing I would do is work on building a new core group and an inner circle. Not necessarily just to recruit and build the business, but for the law of association. Uh, Because I know that if you have three to five people who want what you want, they believe what you believe, they see what you see, people who have million dollar mindsets and they have your back, you can accomplish anything and you can build an empire. But uh, I would look for leaders, uh, for people who have the right philosophies, the right work ethic, the right network. And how would I find them? Um, Well, first of all, by attraction. I've learned that posture is everything. And if you want to be around those people, they have to want to be around you. So I would establish myself in social media as someone who brings value to the marketplace. And then secondly, I would go where leaders go. And actually, when I started out the first time, I had no network. I was I was homeschooled on an island from kindergarten through 12th grade. I didn't even have 100 Facebook friends. I think I had like 30, and that was including my friend's parents. Um, <laughs> I went to a small private, you know, Christian school for college, uh, and you know, I was just—I was not necessarily a social butterfly. I had never been popular. I'd never been cool, and um, so you know, this is really what I what I did the first time to build a network and to to you know look for those people. I knew that I was looking for the top three percent for the self motivated, and so I went to personal development courses and seminars and workshops, all those kind of things. I, I just I I registered for everything. If I got a flyer in the mail, I was there. It didn't matter if it was about stocks and real estate. Um, it was about, I mean, a lot of it I didn't even understand. But what I knew was that someone, you know, those those companies, they had put out flyers, they had cold call people, they had searched databases for people who are hungry for success and to have more in life, and that only 3% of people respond to those. And so I figured, you know, they had already done the process of elimination and weeded out people for me, and so all I had to do was show up and build relationships with those people. And, um, you know, I think if you want to find successful people, you, you know, if you want to, if you want to fish for trout, you you know, don't do it in the Pacific Ocean. It's like uh, <laughs> you got to go where the successful people are. Definitely. And by the way, ML Nation, everyone can do this because Nicole was a teenager with only 30 Facebook friends. You must have broken the records for the lowest, least amount of friends for a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you, now you have a big network. So if, you could, if Nicole can do it, you can do it. And she was homeschooled and all that. So on a tiny island in Hawaii. So um, 
As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you, Nicole? Um, well, www.networknicole.com um, is you know, a place to con- uh, contact and connect with me as a blog to follow me in my journey to seven figures and as a resource for training and tools. It's in development right now, so it's kind of a placeholder, but it is um, currently, you know, you can connect with me and my other social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Google through there, and then the rest will be coming shortly. But um, the last piece of advice I would say is really don't let your highs get too high or your lows get too low. If you're on top, don't celebrate too long. Don't take your foot off the gas pedal. And if you're low, grant yourself an allotted amount of time to be down, frustrated, ticked off, whatever it is, and then get over it. Get back up and get at it again because nothing in life is constant. And the only thing you can count on is change. So if you take proactive action, then you can be in control of that change and you can make it positive. But if you're reactive, you'll be the victim of change forever. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Nicole Wong. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Nicole at the search bar. And the show notes and Nicole's contact info, her website, will pop right up. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Nicole, thanks for leading by example. Thanks for being the upline we wish we had for you know giving, for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation today. Thank you so much. You know, Nicole, ML Nation, we're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Wow, what a great show. I mean, I'm just speechless uh, just to hear from young entrepreneurs doing it. And it's just talk about belief builder, how you know Nicole grew up from a family of a successful network marketer. So if uh, you know anyone who's successful, she actually grew up or followed very successful in network marketing. And you know, I thought it was just amazing, cool, like the, the quote. I'm telling you, you just have to write this down, ML Nation. You know, leaders don't always make the right decisions, but leaders make decisions right. Okay, leaders don't make the right decisions, but leaders make decisions right. And this business is all about leadership. And there's a couple other main lessons, too. Number one is, uh, you know, three big lessons. And I'm sure there's more than that, but the three that really stuck out for me is, you know, don't get into management mode. That happened to me in my business, too, for a short one or, two, you know, a year and a half or so. And uh, it was really frustrating, you know, until I got to the I made my first uh, $1,700 week check. Next thing I know, I was going to make that every single week. I got into management mode, and boom, you know, like all of a sudden, that uh, income just dropped because I stopped doing what Nicole was talking about. What got you to the dance? You got to keep doing that, right? And then this business is not about looking to systems. It's not looking just by training or more books. If you have some success and you're stuck, it goes back to the basics, which is prospecting, sharing the plan, following up. Right, don't just go to the event solo. Bring people to the events. Actually, in fact, every convention you should have a goal to bring more people to the events. And uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan uh, Kemper talked about that in a previous episode. Like, you know, for every person you bring to an event, it's extra ten thousand dollars that your income. So use that as a goal, right? If you bring a thousand of them, then you've got a, you're making a million dollars a year. So again. Keep doing what you're doing that got you to the dance, prospecting, following up, meeting new people. It's, it's what she calls networking. The second thing is visualizing. You know, I'm, this is the thing that helped me get to where I was. Even when I was earning only $100, $200 a week, I saw myself on stage being a diamond director, which leaders are thanking and stuff. And Nicole did the same thing. I mean, it just takes a lot of courage for her to share about she was, you know, going to these conventions, stay at a hotel with a stranger, you know, 
people she didn't really know and sleeping on the floor, but she always wrote a journal. And journaling is something I... Writing down where you are, what your challenges are, so you can go back and see how you grow, right? Because time goes by so fast. And she wrote, these are the words, it could be and it will be. Okay, It could be and it would be. And I think those are such powerful words. And why most people fail is because they don't have a positive self-image. They don't see it. And she saw it. So she went through those challenges. She went from making money to being stuck to making no money to nothing rock bottom. And then uh, now, and then when she got started again, you know, she... Learn the lessons, right? And that's why our biggest mistakes and failures are the best moments, how she turned it around. And so that was, you know, uh, amazing, amazing show. Thank you again, Nicole. Make sure you go to mlmnation.net. Just type in Nicole on the search bar. Uh, thank her for it. And if you like the show, make sure you subscribe to iTunes uh, or Stitcher because that's the way it gets downloaded to your phone automatically. So when you wake up, boom, it's right there. You don't have to keep going checking back on the website. Right, and the best compliment you can ever give is just sharing with others. I know people are sharing it. Um, thank you for the feedback, whether on the Facebook fan page or emailing me, um, Facebook messaging me. I appreciate it. Um, that's how that motivates me because there's actually a lot of work to put in, put into these shows. Uh, where the team actually puts the works together to put this together, so it inspires me to do that. Uh, leave a review too on iTunes. Okay, those really matter. Uh, the reviews are important, and um, so. Yeah, reviews, share it, you know, share your upline, downlines, cross lines, even with prospects. I think with the code, that's a very inspiring story. And just, I will listen to that again. It's just it's so fun. I mean, even a teenager of only 30 Facebook friends, think about that. Because she grew up in an island in Hawaii and she was homeschooled, didn't know much, many people, you know, but she could grow the business. So definitely check Nicole out. Um, great leader, good stuff. She's very active on Facebook as well. You can find her. And um, so anyway, that's our show for today. I keep talking. I just very fired up talking to people, leaders who are making it happen with just positive attitude. It's just very inspiring, and I know it inspired you. And the last one person I want to thank is you, ML Nation, for taking your valuable time to invest in your self-development growth. Thank you for listening. Now see you on the next episode. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.